0: Welcome everyone to the four corners dark match as promised from our episode earlier this week we are going to be talking about Smackdown and hell in the cell namely we are going to kind of talk about less uh stupid ways to book the end of the Rollins fiend match son
1: of a son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> so that grumbling will tell you that um Shad is with me this week and I also managed to lure Matt in with the promises of cocaine, booze, and pornography.
2: <laughs> That'll um, always bring me uh, coming around.
0: Matt was like, "Matt was like, well, shit, I would have done it for just the cocaine,
2: or the booze, or the pornography. Any one of those things uh, on its own."
0: <laughs> that reminds me of like the Futurama joke, like. I'm going to do my own casino with blackjack and whiskey and hookers. Ah, forget the casino and the blackjack. (laughs) So anyway, we kind of, we kind of, we didn't get to this. So we did a nice little cliffhanger. So I think, I think something that actually a little bit, overshadowed AEW as far as the wrestling world goes is the colossal fuckups that the WWE had over the weekend especially I thought the the Lana and Rusev thing was a bad way to end raw but we really kind of hit overdrive with SmackDown this week so obviously Kofi's reign I think it, I think I don't know for me I think it was time to move on from Kofi but I think they handled that about as poorly as possible
3: yeah, I'd agree with that statement.
0: Like, I don't think, did anyone really think that Brock wasn't going to win?
3: I don't think so. I, I had hoped, but uh, for as long as we've been <coughs> watching this company, there, it, it, it was. it was a, I was holding out hope. It was not a, like, I think this is actually going to be how it is kind of thing this was really
2: sad to me just because it, it they did nothing with Co- with kofi's reign No. like he got he got super over right before mania so they had him win the title it was this feel good moment it was actually probably like the second most anticipated match for me at mania mm. i was really happy with kofi's win it was great and then they proceeded to basically do nothing like they proceeded to They did the thing that they have done in years past with guys like when Rey Mysterio won the belt. He actually got a little bit worse than than Kofi because Kofi at least would win matches, and it seemed like, well, it wasn't a fluke that you won. But they did the same thing that they've done where it's like, well, we consider you still like a mid-carder, and we put the belt on you because of reasons, but we're still going to book you like a mid-carder. So there we go. So I'm – I'm kind of not sad that he the title's off him, only in the sense that they weren't doing anything with him. So it's like, do something with the title. But it's the way they did it, where he's losing to Brock in like six seconds. It's like they just basically said, you know what? If you uh, if you were a fan of Kofi and you liked his win, uh, you're a chump. You're you're yeah, a dump. Oh, you you're, yeah. You know, they that's did too bad, same. moron.
1: They did
0: the same thing, like, they that's kind of the same way they treated Bailey and Sasha at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Like, by having them both tap after, like, having them lose every match in the lead-up, it's like, they're pretty much just saying, you're stupid for caring about these obvious not-stars.
2: I don't, it's infuriating their booking.
0: It really is. <laughs> Because there was, there was things you could have done here. Like, I think losing to Brock was an inevitability. And I actually don't think that's necessarily the worst thing. But you could have done so much, you could have had Kane Velasquez, like, run in here instead of just, like, showing up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, that's another
2: thing. Like, that was obviously the big surprise of the show. They had Kane Velasquez come out. Which, uh, you know, I saw... I saw like Meltzer on Twitter uh, talk about this, where he he was.
0: Meltzer is too deep in that MMA bubble, by the way. With the- he is
2: too he is too deep in it for for a couple of reasons. There was one that I'll get to in a second. One is that he's acting like this is like a huge deal when in reality it's like Cain Velasquez is not your big star. Like people people aren't really going to be buying a pay per view or what have you to see Brock. Brock versus Kane Velasquez like maybe they could build a something like this at like Mania as like a you know one of their usual like attraction siege, matches yeah attraction matches but it's otherwise like no who cares about Kane Velasquez the thing that he is way in the bubble about is that people were i feel correctly mocking that Brock this guy that you have generally booked as like an unstoppable monster uh, you're having him look scared about this dude who has dad bod.
0: Yeah, uh, and um, people, and, like, Cornette was defending that, like, with the, the Dick Murdoch thing, but the problem is, is if you don't know who Kane Velasquez is, they didn't give you any reason to have any buy-in to believe it. Like, if they right. did that showdown after he had wrestled some matches and you made him look like a total badass, like, okay, mm-hmm. like, the, the audience might give you some buy-in, but... Like, I take a lot of things with wrestling, and I try to look through it through my wife's eyes. And I showed okay. her a picture of Kane Velasquez. And I told her how this worked and what they are building it off of. And I got that look I get when, you know, your <laughs> wife is humoring you but thinks you're a fucking idiot. Like, that's the look I got.
3: Because I'm listening to you talk about this because it's important to you, but I really would like to not hear more of it
0: because my wife said, so they're doing a wrestling match over a real fight eight years ago. Why do I care? And I said, I don't know.
2: Yeah. You don't care, but a 70 year old man has apparently been told like people will care about this when they don't.
0: But- I would honestly, honestly, the only one, the only way I would care is if they bought brought Alistair over and did an angle around the fact that he pretty much cheated and didn't get like Brock got cheated out of a win because Overeem pissed hot and they didn't reverse the decision. Yeah. Like you could do an angle around that, but but Kane, like Kane, like beat him horribly.
2: (laughs) Well, the other thing is that if, if it was Alistair Overeem coming out to do this match, he at least is like, he looks like a monster. Like he's a, he's a giant dude and he doesn't look like a, he doesn't have a dad bod. And this again, this is this is kind of where Meltzer was in. It is in the MMA bubble because I saw him like arguing with people on Twitter as he mistakes mistakenly does. <laughs> uh, but he's like, "Oh no, like uh, I've talked to numerous people and and like all these different people say that Cain Velasquez has like the most insane cardio of almost any professional athlete you'll ever see." And you
0: yeah, know what? It's wrestling, could- who cares? that's probably true that's probably true
2: go ahead Matt I'm sorry to cut you off Uh, that's probably true but at the end of the day like wrestling is an industry that
0: it's a meat industry
2: it's it's very it is very visual
0: appearances
3: matter and look I I understand I saw him say it's like well that's pretty much what Kane looked like whenever he beat Brock ever how long ago okay that's fine except for the fact that you're dealing with a bunch of people who don't know who the hell he is. And the number of jokes that I saw about, oh, I thought Dominic shaved his head and got a tattoo and came back after Brock again. It's like people didn't know who he was and are laughing at this because it's stupid.
1: There are you expect people, us to
3: buy straight out of the gate?
0: There are people there live that know who Cain Velasquez is that still thought the Dominic thing was what right. it was. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: but i mean to finish my
0: point maybe get him to take the goddamn knee brace off that made it even worse
2: yeah Uh, i mean i i think melzer did have a point he does he is in the bubble he does have a point where it's like well the reality is like sometimes like the toughest dudes out there don't look like you know super chiseled and cut which we know that's to be true like even in the in the world of professional wrestling You know, God rest his soul. One of the the most baddest of dudes in wrestling was Harley Race, and Harley Race never looked like a dude who he was going to be on a bodybuilder magazine. He wasn't real cut, but he was a dude who you like if he had the aura of a dude who could like tune you up because he could. And I get that that we do live in that world where it like you can be um like a visually a very different body type and still be like a badass. Like for example. Uh, I think one example he used, which is a fair one, is not that long ago, um, you had Andy Ruiz Jr., you know, the guy I'm talking about? Yeah. That's the, uh, he just won uh, like the heavyweight boxing title, and he's he's just a chubby little like Spanish dude. Like little Mexican dude. And he looks like a dude you would like see on the street corner, like ordering McDonald's like he's a big fat dude but he won because he is a competent boxer but again yeah, but the, it's like
0: it, the problem is though is um what I think Meltzer is missing is there is an element of fantasy to wrestling
1: mm-hmm. that
0: that is important and so you kind of have to cater to that fantasy a bit and part of that fantasy and part of like especially in the WWE like you kind of want your dudes to look a certain way. And especially for like Brock Lesnar, like you need a guy to either have credibility if he's not going to have the body or he needs to look like a monster.
2: Yeah. It, again, it, it, this was like Kane coming out to, to challenge somebody else. Like even Kofi, would be like, Samoa Oh,
0: I'll Joe.
1: I'll...
2: Yeah. yeah. But people don't, he, Kane Velasquez is not like a star that, like Conor McGregor
3: is, so just, even like, <clears throat> I kind of know who Kane is, and he shows up, and I I still I don't care because I know the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. People will, yeah. People will still tell you, They'll be like, oh, yeah, you, know, you know it's fake, right? And be like, yeah, okay, all right, we're gonna go round and round, but I know it's a show, right? That means I still don't, I don't, even, uh, knowing kind of who he is, I still, I don't really care. It's nothing against him, it's just, there's no build. There's no, like, this is just a coming out of nowhere thing. Incidentally, right after, you just really pissed me off, too. And then you're going to be grouchy that I'm not on board with it.
0: Well, even the thing is some I was I was a huge MMA fan, like huge UFC guy when during his run. And even during that time, like really, he was like third fiddle to GSP and Anderson Silva for a lot of that. Um
3: guys- uh, Yeah, yeah. It's I I just I, I don't know what to
0: I'm just saying, like, even in the UFC at the time, he wasn't like necessarily the guy yeah so then there there is a there is a little um addition to these mess ups on friday so i guess (laughs) for the light this is this is this one this is actually i think a really bad one so they had advertised sting austin and undertaker to be at the show Uh i guess people that went even said they were selling like austin shirts like custom for that event Oh, wow.
2: Really? I didn't know that.
0: And um, yeah, this is this is what people on Reddit for that thread said. And it was more than one person and they described it. So they advertised those three as being there. Sting was there and they did not use him. And then Austin and Taker were not there. And Taker, I guess, said on Instagram that he was told he was not needed.
2: Yeah, I did hear that he someone had asked him or he just voluntarily disclose like well yeah they did they told me i wasn't needed
3: so how in the world do you do that with as much as they keep going back to taker in the last few years how in the world do you do you find the stones to do that to the Man, undertaker
0: i think um matt sent us a link i think yesterday with brian alvarez and i think he said it best like just their arrogance and disrespect of their audience.
2: (sighs) Brian went off for like 10 minutes and this was actually ironically before um, (laughs) Hell in the Cell but he, yeah, he was just railing at them for the arrogance that they showed because of all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was another, the, the third thing, the third really big thing that they did that Friday for SmackDown was that people paid Obviously to see SmackDown, but part of that was that they were going to be able to see 205 Live, which was supposed to happen after SmackDown. And I guess apparently like 30 minutes into SmackDown, the WWE just announced like that they were canceling 205 Live, like they weren't going to have the show tonight.
0: I don't think they canceled. I don't think they announced that. I think they just, I think the show just went off the air at seven, like oh, Pacific that's, time. Oh, that's right. And then everyone was just like, what, it's over?
3: Yeah. You're right. Which that's, is that's interesting that, that people are are now there and they're being like, No no no, we wanted to see two oh five live. It's like you guys finally made it over the hump and now you're you're just giving up on it.
1: Well,
0: I think too they didn't get like any sort of dark match or anything at the end. Like a lot oh, of and stuff get.
3: Okay. That but yeah.
0: Yeah, so we so we, we go with that and um the crowd was rightfully pretty upset about that. And I have to imagine the venue was pretty upset about that because they ended that show at, like, 7. So that the Staples Center missed out on, like, a lot of booze sales. Yeah, I mean... So, yeah.
3: I mean, that's... Interestingly, we say that, and then we go... We're like, yeah, that's the appetizer. Are you ready for the rest of this? Oh yeah.
0: So this was our mozzarella sticks and bread from Olive Garden. <laughs> so we go to, so we go to we hell. We get that the meat C- sauce now. Yeah. So we go to Hell in the Cell, which, um, interestingly enough, from Hell in the Cell, Seth Rollins got booed all night.
2: He did. Um, I want to point out something that uh, before Hell in the Cell, like up until the day of. I think there was like what four, it, it was four matches. Yeah. yeah. So there was, excuse me. It wound up being a nine match show of which only four ma- matches had been announced.
0: And, the rest, uh, and, were like... and half.
2: the rest were literally announced the day of the show. And I want to even almost say like on Twitter or something like that.
0: They were, And they were, they were all like raw rematches because they announced them. So they had the Viking house party. Yeah. <laughs> luchasaurus uh, with the mystery partner versus the oc and i literally the second i saw that i told you guys i'm like it's gonna be braun Strowman, and i don't think anyone thought otherwise oh
2: yeah It, it was the absolute like laziest booking but someone uh someone on social media made the comment which was hilarious but true that uh that AEW prior to the the pay per view here, AEW had like more announced matches for their Wednesday this upcoming like tomorrow's <laughs> well uh, Wednesday October ninth that their version their um, episode of Dynamite they had more announced shows for that two hour TV show than the WWE yeah. had for their pay per view.
0: Yeah, and this was like only like what like a two and a half yeah. hour pay per view or something. It was like really bizarrely short. Yeah. But my favorite—it was not long. So my my favorite tweet of the night though was someone tweeted at Meltzer during the main event and it was like, "Why is this red? It looks like a brothel." And Meltzer tweeted (laughs) back at them, "If this is a brothel, people would actually be having fun."
3: (laughs) That was a great line. And
0: I I, people talk about Meltzer not having a sense of humor, and I'm just like, Meltzer is hilarious. Like if he gets a good like one of his dry one-liners off.
2: It's very dry. In person, Meltzer is not really, like, jokey. Um, he's actually pretty, like, shy. Um, he's very nice. <laughs> but, yeah, he... I almost... I actually feel like he... A- after the finale, which we'll get to, that disaster of a finale, <laughs> I think he just tweeted out, like,
3: oh, dear. <laughs> like, oh, oh my, I, no. Yeah, that so, that sounds right.
0: So you've met Meltzer in person, right? yeah. Is he just absolutely like ripped like he could tear your head off and just beat you to death if he wanted to? Uh
2: yes and no. I mean, he's he is a built dude. Um he's not that t- he's not that big. He's probably like I don't know how tall he is. He's probably he probably is not more than like 5'10. Um and he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he weighs a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably like 160 maybe. But it's he's super a... Tone. Yeah, yeah. There's. Some I mean, he's like get... pushing sixty too. Yeah. Like he's in great shape for his age.
0: There's some <laughs> pictures you get of him though, where he looks like he's just like ripped. Like he's just shredded in some of those pictures. Mm-hmm. He's talked like about he that before the... he can't
3: put his arms down. How... Yeah, the way he, he stands. Wait.
0: Someone asked him about that on one of the shows, and he just said like he just did it. Like he just did like lifting like as a one off once, and really liked it, and that's why he's stuck with it. Like he just likes doing it. Or something like that.
3: yeah, good enough reason in my book.
0: yeah
3: he,
2: the the funniest thing and uh, ironically endearing thing about Meltzer is that he perpetually wears like acid wash jeans <laughs> <laughs> and like a t-shirt. I'm not even joking. he does.
3: I, I don't uh, doubt that's, it.
0: That's great. <laughs> it just
3: I, the last time I saw a person wearing acid acid wash jeans in person. I couldn't even put a time to it.
0: I used to yeah. like them back in the 90s.
3: <laughs> well, sure, but everybody did back then. Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: you know, I'm you sure know,
3: there's been one since then, but I don't know when.
0: You know what blows my mind is, is these people that pay like $60 for jeans that are already torn up. Yeah. yeah. It just blows my mind that that's like a thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So so anyway, uh, so this pay-per-view I thought in general was eh, minus the first two matches which were good, and then it kind of just veered off into weird territory. I didn't particularly like their decisions with um, I thought either Sasha or Bailey had to win. I didn't think both needed to win, but one needed to win. I fully
2: agree.
3: Because now they're just They're just whiny people who lost.
0: Well, I probably would have had Sasha win and Bailey lose.
2: I don't think they need to put the title back on Charlotte yet again. But uh, if if you had to choose one of them winning, I would agree. Like I think that the the feud should have continued with Sasha.
0: And I think I think Becky would get a little. I think Becky would get a little more juice around her if they changed it up, which would be her chasing the title again.
3: Yeah. I could see that. Um, Well, I mean, it's... They both wrote themselves into a corner and had a perfect out because you're at hell in a cell. Just, if you want to screwball the finish up, you don't even have to hide it. Somebody runs in, waffles Becky... Um, you know Sasha pays him off, or however, and now Becky has two bones to pick. So she's going to be going after two people, which is you know
0: or you double the
3: ass kicking.
0: You have Bailey cost her the title, and then she comes out later and costs Bailey the title.
3: Right, and and then that way you know you have this continuity and storyline, and that's fun, <clears throat> but. You, uh instead, they were just like, N- no, no, you just, because they obviously wanted to continue, but it's just like, no, you just, just lose. Yeah. And tapped out. Both of them. Yeah. The, the but other thing. They,
0: they appear to have um Becky and Charlotte going for the women's tag titles, which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever.
3: Uh, yeah. Why? Why? why is, is defending the belts that you have that boring? Like it it was funny with edge and Christian and Christian had the dream of double gold with the cruiserweight champ. You know, he wanted to pick up the cruiserweight championship too, but that's cause they're already the tag champs and it's not like he's going for the heavyweight title. It's lower on the totem pole.
0: I think part of it is Asians aren't allowed to be good guys on their roster for more than a couple months at a time.
3: Yeah. The other, uh, I'm sorry. Did we want to delve on this further? Because I, I had
2: something. I, I was
0: just gonna me, say, like, from, the, yeah. you could go into it. I was just gonna say the pay per view was going along uh, mediocrely until we got to the main event. It
2: you know, wasn't well. It wasn't terrible. It was just kind of there.
0: Yeah, like it. 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 It really. It. It kicked off with a spark and then kind of just.
3: Well, I mean that's. That's been WWE (laughs) pay-per-views for a while now. But I was, um, you know, I I came into it late because I had some stuff going on. Came into it late, so the first match that I saw was um, Gable-Corbin. And it's like, okay, at this point, the way this feud's going, Gable has to win. You have to have Gable win.
0: You don't let, he's too short to win, Shad.
3: Now bullshit.
0: He's shorty Gable.
3: Yes, God, they they tap-danced on that. Okay, number of things wrong.
2: We have to let you know that he's small.
0: You know what I saw (laughs) a A lot of people...
3: Let me run this down, because there's so much wrong with this in one go. Yes. And this is just the the precursor. Like, this is... We've already gotten the cheese sticks. Now we're on the salad before the meat sauce arrives. You bring out Gable first, then you bring out Corbin. Corbin comes out there and cuts a promo about how Gable's short. By the way, this is Vince stuck on that one joke again, like Ambrose warned us. We're going to call him shorty Gable. That's what it's going to be. That's how it's going to... And he cuts his promo for like five minutes. And Gable just stomps around the ring pouting because, oh gosh, golly gee, can't do anything about it. Never mind, the match hasn't actually started yet. So there's no reason he couldn't go out there and just unload and start the match hot. <clears throat> and then Corbin controls most of the match. Gable just got made fun of to his face and he had to stand around the ring and look like a chump for five minutes. Now Corbin's controlling most of the match. So Gable looks even more like a chump. And yet, this is all justified in the idea that he gets a roll up win not a not a clean win just a roll up win on Corbin at the end What the shit was the thought process on this
2: because he's a, he's small he sh- he's shorty and shorties can't beat big guys
3: no, this, I, is not, a, this is not a shorty a that can deadlift pass. german suplex the I, biggest guys on the roster no, no. seen yeah, him, big... i've seen him
0: i've seen him live and you do not consider his height whatsoever because he is like he's built like he's, uh, he's kind of somewhat. kind of like
3: kind of a little beast right you
2: know yes
0: just... and he's not even that short
2: <laughs> he's like five foot eight which is it's I don't know. I guess it's sl- slightly. Well, it's probably slightly below average. But
0: Benoit was though. Benoit was like 5'8". I don't even think Jerica is more than five ten.
2: Gable is a guy who, if I'm sorry to harp on this or going down this road, but if he was in AEW or somewhere else, he would be a major star, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't care because he would be having like tremendous matches with people. The, the, but, the
0: online senti- sentiment I saw during this match was Chad Gable needs to get the fuck out of there.
2: Oh yeah. he does. There's lots of people who do, but it's, yes. Okay.
3: He was, was an out. Olympian for God's sake. Like he was a Greco Roman Olympian.
2: It doesn't matter because in, in the eyes of Vince McMahon, he's small. You you were correct that this was Vince. It's it's just yeah. yeah. It's you can, it's so so obvious at times what it's like thing, things that they do that it's like oh I guess Vince has a bug up his ass about this particular yeah. thing or he thinks this particular thing is funny or this is his own like weird hang up as someone I God, I wish I could remember who it was who said this and I think I, I, I even said this on the podcast once but someone el- elaborated that and it may have been a big star like Austin or somebody but the I, the concept was that Vince pushes guys or really gets behind guys generally who he himself can imagine himself being. And this is why guys like Rey Mysterio, like even though he was super over at times and when he, people wanted him to have the title, they put the title on him or back in the day, like Benoit or, you know, Kofi Kingston. Like if Vince doesn't picture himself as that type of person, then, then he's not going to do jack shit with him. He pushed, you know, smaller guys before, like Shawn Michaels, but then Vince can imagine himself being Shawn Michaels, you know, like the playboy,
3: like guy that women oh, want to fuck. Just, I, I imagine Vince walking around Titan Towers after hours in a set of speed. I was going, I'm a sexy
1: boy. Yeah. I was going to say, that's... I
0: could imagine him walking around Titan Towers completely naked with the WWE title covering it all Jesus. up.
3: <laughs> Dude. Let's but be you, honest. He'd be using a million-dollar title for it.
0: <laughs> you know what else? You know what else is wrong with Chad Gable, though. And this is really holding him back in Vince's eyes. Can't talk with a Southern accent. Oh God!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't even do a Southern accent. It's
3: like what? What? What made you think he could?
2: Uh, by the way, uh, this this whole Vince concept—that's my actually like prevailing theory as to why we're still like we're still on with the baron corbin push that just oh yeah. i oh, yeah. i have to think that it's because in some corner of his mind vince like thinks oh i could i could be i could be baron corbin not because baron corbin is like you know a sex symbol or something but he's he's just like right. a big a big tough dude at least like visually he looks like he could be that type of person
1: so you i think
3: start from where the gimmick came from like Oh yeah, You know know what's
0: weird though is um, I don't know what I think about this I think Vince gets a little too much blame Online I think he's part of the problem But also like There was like that string of like three Smackdowns in a row that were like actually Pretty good and then it came out After the fact that like Vince said it was all Garbage like the day of and wrote It all himself Right. And that was like actually some of the best programming they'd put out like all year. So I yeah. I don't know what I think because it seems like, it honestly seems like Vince is, Vince is the problem. But Vince is also the only other person that seems to actually put out good content when push comes to shove.
3: Yeah, I I, I heard about that too. And it's, if Vince can get out of his own way... I think it'll work.
0: But I think, the problem
3: is he's so good at getting in his own way.
0: I also think some of the problem is is he's getting older, so he's he doesn't have that tight control anymore. So I think a lot of stuff gets blamed on him, but I also think some of it is just... He's letting stuff go by, and that's why some of the crap's wow. kind getting out there.
3: That's what's going to happen when, for years the 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 philosophy of the company has been Vince is the final word on everything. It's like are yeah. you surprised that you're going to get blamed for something if it's been that you're the final word on everything and that's how it has to be all the time. It should not be a shocker that blame's going to fall on you because you've set it up that everything has to go through you. Yeah. But that's not what we're getting.
0: So so we get to the main event and this is really where the show takes it just I think almost from the start, this match took a really bad turn.
3: Are you referring to the filter?
0: Yes. What, what, you know- like Why would you do that? Because the problem is, like, for me, like, when you go, like, all, like, monochrome like that, like, I'm a little bit colorblind. So it does, like, bad things to my vision. And I particularly don't like monochrome to begin with.
3: Well, we're in this place now where, like... I could see in concept that sounds like an idea, like given, given the, the way the fiend has appeared and stuff like that. It's like in cons, the, the idea stage It's like, okay, I can maybe kind of see that, but it doesn't work.
0: But if, if I had been there live, I probably wouldn't have been able to see shit.
3: Right. Like,
0: like legitimately. Should you guys
3: not do a stage test beforehand? Maybe like lower the cell down, and do that with the lights, and go. Oh, wow, this isn't going to work. Or I mean, that would have that's taken just not a, I, I just just check it. If you're going to try something new, at least get an idea of how it'll look instead of just be like, "Oh no, it'll be fine."
0: It's, so then it, this this match gets off the ground, and I think most people thought it was going to be a quickie. And it felt like this thing just went on forever. Like, it overstayed its welcome after about three minutes.
2: Because it went on for almost 20 minutes.
0: And the crowd got ugly really quick when they realized they were going long. The crowd was like, no, we don't want this.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I agree. I'm going to have to let you guys ride on this one a little bit because I'm, I'm sorry. I'm afraid if I get started, I'm not going to shut up for a while. So.
0: We'll we'll bring you in on the end So um, (laughs) So this pretty much turns Into like just Like five gajillion Curb stomps like he Throws like all these chairs on The fiend And then he hits him with a sledgehammer And then the ref like does a DQ And I literally I literally sat There for like a half hour after this ended and I Was just I was just Dumbfounded I, uh,
2: it's hard for me to really convey like my emotions because there was a lot of shock at them doing this, and I think that's appropriate. And just it, there's, it's so multi-layered. Like the the screw up that they've done with this, that it does deserve to be picked apart as we're doing here. I, but. I, I, my I feel like X
0: Pac where he couldn't even like speak for a minute. Oh, like, uh, that
2: was that was amazing. For those who don't aren't aware, like they did uh, the WWE watch along and yeah. literally after it, like X Pac had had a moment of clarity and he was like, Look, you cannot invite me on anymore after this, but I just have <laughs> to say, what was that? like how you, know, do you end the match in a DQ. You, and you they tried my, to damage control and say, "Oh, it wasn't a DQ finish, it was a no contest." Come on, it's the same damn thing. It
0: was a DQ. Might DQ. As well be. And and but my favorite part of that is Natty doesn't uh Natalia doesn't say anything, but you could just see the look of disappointment and like confusion on her face. Like she yeah. does not hide it well.
3: She goes, my, "He's right, you know."
2: <laughs> my initial thought after this, it wasn't it wasn't even like it was basically almost just, like, apathy. It's like, well, of course. Of course they screwed this up. I It's just fascinating the ways they screwed it up and just how badly they screwed it up.
0: Well, for, for one, they screwed it up by having the match to begin with. Oh, yeah. no, they
2: absolutely did. it, And that that pisses me off, like, almost more than anything. It's like, so they did months of these little vignettes. I think of almost with,
0: five months.
2: Yeah, with Bray. Like, re- they actually were, they rehabilitated Bray. Like a guy who had been so like misused over the course of his tenure there. They finally were actually rehabbing him by giving him what initially I thought would be like, this is like a weird character. But once they started interjecting like the theme stuff in it, it actually became really fascinating. They had him debut. He like, basically squashed finn balor which i didn't really care that they did i didn't really care for that i didn't like that they did that because i'm a finn balor fan but okay like you're getting him over so why don't you then have just months of him randomly beating dudes it can be like named dudes it can be like rusev or lashley or Dolph Ziggler, somebody, like, so it could be people.
0: Well, I I had this idea that I I really kind of liked that I mm -hmm. thought would, you couldn't, you could only do it like once or twice a year, but like, you know, that face that's all alone and just gets his like ass kicked by the heels for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you have them show up at the fun house one week Mm -hmm. and they ask like the Mr. Rogers Bray, like, hey, like, you want to be my tag partner for the pay per view?
3: And then like, Mr. Say, Rogers Bray says something like, "You know, sometimes everyone needs a friend."
0: Yeah, like you and know, then like, he let's turns say, to the other
3: guy and says, "Like, let they me could in. easily they could easily do that by having like that
2: particular wrestler go on there and be like, you know, I, I really need someone brave and strong like the Fiend because that's something that in, in a lot of these promos that Bray is doing." He's like, man, I wish I could be as brave as the fiend. Like he doesn't fear anything. And it's like, you could play up that if you're going to do it in character mm-hmm. and that could work.
0: Or, but- you know, you would know be perfect for this. Like, let's say Corbin right now had a minion and like Chad Gable kept losing to him because the minion kept getting involved.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: let's say like next week on raw, like Chad Gable shows up at the fun house and does this whole like thing. And then at the next pay-per-view, it's Corbin and his minion versus Chad Gable in The Fiend.
3: Yeah. And I mean, to I, have, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to add, yeah. I'm gonna, just going to add a wrinkle to this. But to just have, you know, Gable comes out first, and then it's quiet. And then Corbin comes out, and he's like, well, I guess your partner's not here. And then The Fiend stuff kicks in, and you turn around, and whoever the, the minion is the fiend drags out by his hair and just leaves him laying on the on the ramp and waves and all of a sudden here comes gable and he just wipes corbin out and what's he, what's happened <clears throat> he's managed to the fiend has destroyed someone as that's apparently his mo but <clears throat> and it's played out to gable's advantage but he had, didn't actually have to even go into the match, right? You, you get to preserve the mystique even a little bit more that way.
0: Or, or we could do the old callback. Like, let's say you do, like, a stretcher match with, like, Chad Gable and Baron Corbin. And, like, you know, Chad Gable wins and tosses Corbin in the, the ambulance. And then you're in the ambulance and the fiend, like, looks through the curtain. And then the ambulance, yeah. like, drives off.
3: Yeah. There's lots of ways you could go with it. Incidentally, we got none of them. We got none of them. No, again,
2: they, they rehabbed him. They actually got people interested. He got over.
0: They probably and, went to this show for The Fiend. Maybe.
3: Yeah. He's but been on bright spotted TV for like the last two, three months. Yeah.
2: I Look, I thought the concept that they allegedly were going to go with was that he was almost going to be like an attraction, kind of like The Undertaker. Yeah. So that's fine. But how about this? Again, how about the the smart thing would be to maybe just, you know, continue having him beat people at pay-per-views. So it doesn't have to be any, like, actual long program. It could be, you know, nothing like that. But then you build up to maybe, like, a WrestleMania match or something like that, where then now it actually means something that The Fiend is in a match with, let's say, like, Seth Rollins for the title instead of... What they did was they were like, oh, this guy's over. Okay, let's hotshot him to a main event and and uh, wrestle for the title. And it's on a pay-per-view that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. No.
1: And they didn't that even give a I
2: shit mean.
0: about because it came after the Fox debut, which is all they've cared about for like four months.
2: Exactly. And it's especially a pay-per-view that they don't care about or even bother to book ahead of the goddamn show. Yeah. Because... They're going to have a draft, and then all of this shit's going to, like, get changed up anyway. So it's, like, all of that, and you throw it out there, and then, like, this is what you do. You actually not only mess that up, but Mm -hmm. you potentially ruin the character, like, the one character you've managed to get over in the last – successfully in the
0: last this was such an absolute failure that they did not put the fiend or seth rollins on tv on raw no
2: they did because there was so much first off (laughs) can i can i i'm glad that they were getting him over but and i i presume they were kind of kind of making him be this taker like character but i have issues with just how he was booked in the match it's like if you want to make him like a strong monster character like they did like old school undertaker okay but even undertaker was able to get like hurt enough or beat enough to like eat a pinfall it was rare but mm-hmm. you would get it they booked him <laughs> beyond like superman in this they not even brock
0: like yeah, the looney this tunes like durability, of... durability to him
2: they so I I know you mentioned like the curb stomps. I want to point out something that I thought about it. I was there at WrestleMania this year. It took exactly three curb stomps from Seth Rollins to defeat Brock Lesnar, the guy that, other than the Fiend, has been booked the strongest of any guy on the roster. Even though you know he's a part timer, yeah. three three curb stomps is all it took to defeat the Beast incarnate. Brock well, he
0: had to, He also had to kick him in the balls.
2: Yeah, it. The fiend ate eleven curb stops <laughs> in this know. match, and still kept coming. Which it's like, you know what? I didn't like the curb stop as a finisher. You destroyed the curb stop. You just killed it. You killed that yeah. dumb fucking finisher. Yeah, and he, he kept coming. And and, and nothing the, could the stop him. He's a, he's an inhuman, like supernatural monster.
0: The other thing that, that that was really like absolutely the dumbest thing that I've ever seen is like um the Fiend had that cartoon mallet at one point. And yeah. for some reason like using that was completely fine.
2: Perfectly legal.
0: And um I don't remember which announcer it was, it was the new guy said that he was going to impale Seth Rollins with the mallet, and I'm just like, that's not how a mallet works, dumbass, but that's that's for that's for that's for another time. But so that's fine. <laughs> Using a toolbox is fine, but a a smaller hammer is not okay.
2: No, that we have to uh, we have to DQ or we have to say that the
3: the hammer, incidentally, that has in character or in kayfabe killed another character multiple times. Never mind. It's been rambling rabbit over and over again, but has killed another character. That's okay. But this one over here that Triple H used to use. No, that's too much. Incidentally, one other thing I wanted to throw out there. If what I have read is correct, they have not been rehabbing Bray Wyatt. This has been all Bray. Like, he did all of the work setting this up. This is all his brainchild. And then they book this.
0: It. They didn't even... Because... I I had always wondered, and I don't remember if we had talked about this, but I had always wondered how, once he started wrestling, how quick they would screw him up. They did (laughs) not even get through match two.
3: It didn't, yeah. That is what I was afraid of. And the thing that bugs me, I guess uh, a better way for me to say it is, I'm a fan of what Wyndham Rotunda does because I think he's incredibly creative and it's really engaging and I enjoy it, right? but it's too smart for the writers they have they're not like you get you give you give Bray enough time to build whatever it is that we're doing it's fine it's going to get over because he's he's kind of good at this wrestling thing but it's too smart for the people booking it
1: no
0: i always thought i always thought the white family It did end up working on the main roster, but the, the Wyatt family at NXT was not what they became in WWE. Right. Because it got dumbed down on the main roster. But I just, there seems to be like a bunch of ways they could have gone with this, and they seem to have taken the worst way possible.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. It damaged not only both guys involved, but the match itself. The booking was so bad
0: and and this crowd turned i i I honestly I told my wife, I said, they're lucky crowds don't riot anymore.
2: It's funny you say that because the so the fans at the ending of that just immediately turned mm-hmm. on them, and uh there were there were audible aew
0: chants.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and people were just furious they were like uh, i think they were also chanting refund refund yeah yeah, and restart, uh, the match. yeah restart the match uh i um i do you, uh do you guys know garrett gonzalez
0: i saw the tweet by him that they that the, is this what you're going to talk about how that they actually stayed for a long time to continue yeah
2: doing? He, he wasn't there but i think a, a friend of his was and it was giving him info garrett uh does shows with Dave Meltzer, like, on the Wrestling Observer, but...
0: He's, like, the yeah. producer, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, he, There was someone there who was giving him this info, but I guess people... At, <laughs> people at the stadium... I mean, the show was over. People at the stadium stayed longer. Like, they were refusing to leave because they were so angry they just wanted to stay there and, and like, chant and rail at the WWE. And, like, that's... That's that bad, is a folks. whole
3: le- new level of pissed off.
2: That's bad, folks. I mean, weird. We're not in any... That, I, and I saw some people, like, the next day, people like um, Blue Meanie were like, well, whatever, you know, you're going to still keep watching. And it's like, actually, you know, maybe they won't.
0: They've because, lost half their audience <laughs> in five years. That argument holds no water yeah, anymore. They, yeah,
2: they... Oh, you'll still watch. Actually, no. Actually, like, if you look at the, the trends, like you said, over the last few years... Uh, they're bleeding listeners. Like uh, listeners, like, they're bleeding viewers. They're bleeding right. them like pretty consistently. In fact, that's part of why a few months ago, like the McMahon family had to come out and be like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, we're listening to you. We're gonna change things," because they had they started losing viewers rapidly just within like the past year. Yep. Yeah. So because- don't tell me like, and, and then pulling shit like this, mm-hmm. you're giving people a reason to like not not watch and there's a like you're also like in in, in uh, literally within the same week just days later after aew trounced them wednesday mm-hmm. you're going to pull something like this like there are reasons why people are into interested in aew and, and are giving that show a shot because like that show is different and so far they are not actively looking to insult the mm-hmm. fans and the viewers
0: it, well, I was going to say, in 2015, they could still draw like 4 million people to an episode of Raw. They couldn't even get that for the first episode on Fox.
3: Yeah.
2: I, we'll see how long the Fox thing lasts. I actually, um, I'm kind of a cynical person when it comes to that. I don't, I don't... I don't think it'll last. I don't perceive that it will. If... I Again, I'd have to actually look at numbers that Fox does on a regular Friday night, at least before. So I'm sure there's probably a level where Fox is comfortable with, but
0: that Tim Allen show, I think was doing 4 million people on like a Friday.
2: Yeah. The problem again is that Fox gave them what did Fox give them like a billion or something stupid. How much did they give them? Like, yeah, yeah, I
0: think the, I think the only thing they have going for them is Fox is not going to tolerate them like in their incompetence, like Fox is going to make them try.
3: Oh yeah. You're, you're going to have Fox executives go to Vince and say, if you, if the contracts continue to dip, I don't think you actually read your contract, but we have grounds for termination of this contract. If you don't deliver.
0: Yeah. And they're, they're not like USA. where like, what are they going to put in their place? Like they can suck as much as they want. Yeah. Like they have options, and they're not going to tolerate. They're not going to tolerate that.
2: No, they'll just they'll throw them on like FS1. Yeah. It, Which it, is that the problem with FS1 is that it's like far far fewer viewers because it's yeah. not in as many homes.
0: Well, and they lose the prestige automatically. Oh,
3: of course, yeah. <laughs> it's but, it's like being shuttled off to ESPN8 the Ocho.
0: Because I, w- I was talking about this with a friend of mine. And I just told, you know, we were just talking about the AEW thing. And I said, you know, I don't think I ever thought they would compete with WWE. I just wanted a sustainable, like, true alternative that wasn't a light version of WWE. Mm-hmm. And, I agree. And they they just tried their damnedest over this weekend to just, like, send droves of people, like, running to AEW. Yeah. Like this was really it, it, the, it was the worst possible week that you could do this stuff to your fan base.
1: Mm,
3: it. I'm trying I, to.
0: Uh, I watched Twitter videos the, of that uh, crowd and it was bad. Like it was, it was yeah. the 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 crowd afterwards. Like I know Matt posted a couple. Like that energy from those videos. It was scary bad. Like if I was in that building, like I would have been going to the door like quickly like that was that was like it was scary like it was it was really bad like anger yeah going on
3: and you're you're staring down the barrel of how many pissed off fans who are so mad they're staying around to tell you this because incidentally this was at a hell in a cell like xbox said is how does this happen at a hell in a cell which, and this is the only Simpsons joke I've ever made here, is the worst result or the uh, the worst representation of something since the never-ending story. And I probably botched up the delivery on that. Um, but it's hell in a cell. This is the blow-off. This is your marquee match. This is WWE's match, right? This is the thing where everyone's like, Oh man, those are the those are the bad ones, right? Though in WWE, that's that's how you know if you've done is if you do it in a cell. <clears throat> you know that's that's the thing. <clears throat> and then for the last two years in main events, you have pushed out and not done this the uh, the finish that you were supposed to do for reasons totally passing my understanding. Why would you even get yourself in this situation in the first place? But you're in that situation, so what are you going to do? Not that. God, you damaged a cell match. you damaged Seth, because now Seth looks like a chump. You've damaged Bray, who, by the way, was the hottest thing on your card, even though he only had one match, basically based off of a genius gimmick and excellent promo skills. And yet, what do we get? Let's just piss it all away because we think we're secure. And, <laughs> and, just to just to drive it home even further, there are reports that Vince's initial reaction is that he was laughing at the response. He's like, oh, ha, ha, they're pissed. And then he I, realized just how bad he screwed
0: up. I, I saw a correction to that story that came a little later saying that that wasn't necessarily accurate and that was someone pushing an agenda that from within okay that that he might have like his very initial reaction might have been that but he like he would he like took it seriously
3: he knew he done messed up AA Ron is what i'm hearing right
0: well the, i i know melzer said yesterday that like the i guess i guess this went over really poorly backstage like it it, it um
3: so there are people in the locker room Having the exact same reaction we're having.
0: No, I think all the writers, like, I think Meltzer said pretty much internally, like, no one's even trying to defend it. Like, they know it was a total disaster. Can
1: you imagine
3: sitting in the locker room? Like, Vince is sitting down at the gorilla position and this happens. And and you hear from the locker room,
0: "Who booked this shit, right?
3: Now, whether or not that actually happened, probably not. But that sentiment had to be coming up from there.
0: I, I actually, I, I spent I spent the last couple of days trying to think about like worse decisions in the WWE than this. Like worse, um, worst angles, like things that were worse in like a single instance. And I could only come up with two.
3: What did you come up with?
0: Katie Vick, which was indeed worse. Well, three actually, because May Young in the hand was pretty bad. So May Young in the hand, Katie Vick. And the whole Undertaker at the ninety-four or ninety-five Royal Rumble with like all the heels beating him up and him like ascending to heaven.
2: Oh, <laughs> those are the that, only that things
0: pretty, I could think of that, or that are worse.
2: That was that was pretty bad, but looking back on it, that almost seems more comical than it was anything else. But yeah. I feel like this is this is worse because you're damaging both your champion and a guy who you are trying to make like this marquee talent
0: Katie Vick I mean, was probably worse
3: but. Oh, that I yeah it, Katie, Katie it Vick was, was stupid it was in bad taste yeah. and even even Triple H got screwed by that there was an interview I, I saw a couple months ago where he said to Vince he's like no 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 no. let's do this funny and Vince is like well we'll shoot it my way and we'll shoot it your way okay because if, if they'd shot it as funny, then the idea would have been – Triple. H, it would have been clear. Like, Triple H is trying to clown on him, right? And he's like, no, no, let me play it up over the top so that this is clear and that sort of stuff. And Vince's like, oh, we'll do that on the second take. They do the first take, and then Vince goes, yeah, we're good. Let's go.
0: I I actually think – I'd have to look at the ratings, but I I don't think their ratings ever recovered after that either.
3: yeah. I, I don't know who to blame for that. Um,
0: Tr- Triple H is pretty much... Seeing some of the DX stuff, I don't believe Triple H on that necessarily. I think he was all in on that based on the DX sense of humor.
3: Well, the other story I've heard, like the only inkling I ever heard about who came up with this, and this is weird, but Stacy Keebler apparently at some point made an offhand remark I was like, oh, I wonder why no one's done that yet. And Stacy is just a sweet enough person to get by, right? To, to, from someone not to, you know, in effect, jump up and down on her over this. Because she didn't, she was just made, if the, if the rumor's true, she made the comment. And then someone else, you know, Vince ran with it. But, God okay the undertaker ascending he needed to take some time off heal up from some injuries and that's a dumb idea but uh, it, i mean it's dumb but it didn't like
0: it's it not went like on forever though like, it,
3: it, it like, went on forever but it's not like the undertaker was like terribly degraded out of it, it oh i do um
0: Draws pushing Hawk off the Titan shot oh, was pretty bad.
3: That was bad. Yeah. That was okay, everything you've listed there. The May Young hand or the, the yeah, the May Young hand thing was a throwaway segment on heat, I think.
0: Yeah, it was no it was it was on Raw because um it? Mark who made her to miscarry? I don't remember. Um that's not important. That was at least short. Like, so that, that's why that I was, think I discounted that. was a that dumb throwaway
3: originally. joke, which wasn't in the main event on a pay-per-view. Okay. Stupid, Actually, yes, um, but not, not this caliber.
0: I'd, I'd put the, the Lita and Edge, like live sex show is not as stupid, but up there is, is probably the most tasteless thing they've done. Though the Lashley and Lana thing is probably going to challenge that the way it's going. I well, and
3: and the lead-in edge thing was even a it was supposed to to piss you off and be tasteless, right? It was like that. It not that that excuses it, but it's kind of like okay, I, I I kind of get that, but the Lana Rusev stuff is like like it's going to the point where I'm I'm starting to like just be uncomfortable reading about it. It's like, I, I really feel bad.
0: The Lana and Rusev thing would not be the, the Lana and Lashley thing would not be bad if they would just like cut down on the to, the tonsil hockey by about
3: 90%. Well, and they're doing bad movie kisses too. Right. Where, yeah. the, where your, your head is just off of alignment and yet they're supposed to be so into it. It's just like, this is bad and kind of uncomfortable in its badness. But this so if, if finish, I was
0: booking it at this point, like if I took over, like I would just go like whole hog with that and like have Lashley like fucking everyone on the roster <laughs> just for the <laughs> hilarity of it. Just do like some backstage segment, like a bunch of people watching like like I fucked him, like you fucked him, like I fucked him too. Like high five. <laughs>
3: um the thing I was gonna say is all of those things are bad, yes. But they weren't so bad that they pretty much ruined the rest of the show. Right? But like yeah, Even, even than- at the end of the, like, the, the NWO era stuff, you'd be like, oh, God. Now, and the NWO is, has cheated their way into keeping the title again, and now they're going to stand around and pose for it. But the rest of the show was good. It's, and we've even talked about the number of shows that we've watched. And it's like, oh, it was good up until the main event. Just cut it off there but this is so bad. I can't, don't even watch anything else on the show because the specter of this haunts the whole thing because it's what the show was sold on. Yeah.
2: Right. It,
0: and it's this like, is there's
2: really one for the ages. Like,
0: yeah, because it's you're you, you just like fucked your audience over, like in a really, like in a really disrespectful way, honestly.
3: You basically said to them, You want option A or option B. We're giving you option twelve and you're gonna like it. And then everybody said, Hell no, we don't. And Vince goes, Oh. They they're really mad about this. And then the follow up is, Gee, who could have guessed? Right?
0: I've been who a, I've
3: figured been a- this would have happened, except everybody. Because everything Every article, every post, every, everything, every thread, everything I saw everywhere was at the point of, okay, this is how it really needs to play out, but this might happen. The thing they need to not do is they need to not screw job finish this. And there it you is.
0: Know, you know what the crowd reminded me of with the anger is when, when it finally processed, like when Hogan joined the NWO. Like how yeah. outraged that crowd was, except this isn't in like a way that you're going to be able to draw money off of. This was like a, I'm never watching wrestling again. <laughs> like, I've been at, I've been at, I know Matt's probably been at these too. Like, have you, Matt, have you ever been at like a sporting event where like the home team like really just gets screwed over by a ridiculously bad call?
2: Yeah. Although, uh, being a Washington DC fan I'm I'm more often <laughs> the people that screwed, the team gets screwed over by their own incompetence
0: is um is is Dan? when you go to can I ask you a se- real question yeah is Dan Snyder just there at like the, the gate just to fuck you in the ass like right when you um, he might as well be
2: uh, I I won't go to an actual Redskins game just because it, they they've gotten so ridiculous with that They're
0: horrible they're horrible. Like. like,
2: yeah, I read an article that I think actually like Deadspin did, and I'm not the biggest Deadspin fan, but uh, the premise was that Dan Snyder was basically like the worst owner in the NFL and has utterly destroyed the franchise in the 20 years he's owned it, and uh, not a single bit of that is untrue.
0: Well, like, he we has- weird.
2: He he is actively like destroyed. And, and there, this article is fascinating because it's, it's a very long de- detailed yeah. article and it lists all the different ways, the incompetent things that he's done or just the really just shitty things that he's done to, to players and things like that. It's just, he's an awful human being.
0: You know what blo- it blows my mind about the Redskins is, um, that cheerleader story never got any traction last year.
2: Yeah, you're right. I, which I, I don't like being a conspiracy theorist, but I have to feel like that was made to quietly go away.
0: Oh, totally! Like how the the NBA had refs rigging game games and betting on them, and that just kind of poofed, disappeared in the yeah. media. Yeah,
2: which it, it, I'm sure it did, just because you know it does make the league look bad. But I also can believe that it was made to go away because other teams have done similar things.
0: Uh, probably yeah. But professional
2: uh, sports can be really, really scummy.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I, I just brought be, that sorry. I brought that up just because I know the Jay Gruden wounds are probably fresh. Uh, he's
2: he he wasn't the best coach and he did at times seem kind of lost out there. But it's like you there is no coach who can potentially succeed in the environment that Snyder and uh, Bruce Allen have created.
0: I feel like you guys would have been, I feel like, I feel like he should have gotten a pass. I know we're getting into football here, but like you guys were like leading the division until Alex Smith had his leg like broken, like five places.
3: Yeah. I have um, a question, Matt, I have a question for you Mm -hmm. since you've been, to more uh, live WWE events than I have and more recently and all that good stuff. Is there do they say something at these events that keeps people from throwing trash into the ring area? Or is that just not like in the culture anymore?
2: Uh, no I mean there's less there's less garbage at the live shows. Okay. Uh, you're getting. I mean, I guess because it's not on TV or uh, whatever, it's not. It's less like bullshit. It's you'll get a match, and the matches are generally fine. And okay. It's and it's they don't... designed to please the live crowd, so there's less it... nonsense or bullshit finishes and things like that.
0: And the arenas, the arenas don't give you good like throwing material anymore either. Like if you're getting. If you're getting, like, a drink, you're not getting a bottle anymore. You're getting, like, a can. You're getting, like, <clears> uh, a plastic bottle. They take the cap away, which pisses me off because. Yeah. Um, but, like, even, like, the food. Like, you're not getting, like, you're not really getting plates. You're getting, like, tubs that really. Do, like, really, when you go to an arena now, like, they, they do not give you good material for throwing anymore.
3: Okay. It's just lack Unless of ammunition, you... it sounds like.
0: But no, like, the crowds are different now. Like, they're... I don't know. they Especially if you go to a house show, the house shows are perfectly designed to placate the crowd. Mm-hmm. And honestly, by the time they do anything that would piss you off, like, you're so tired because they've had you there for three hours. Like, you don't even have the energy to do it. Right.
3: Well, it's... It, that I, We got to the end of this, and there are the stories about how people reacted... And my question was, I'm wondering why, you know, why weren't people throwing trash at the ring? That would have been a pretty big indicator, especially since it hasn't happened for years, is if the whole area outside the cell is just filled with like a three foot layer of garbage, then that would be a pretty clear
0: visual, you know? I think the other reason stuff doesn't get thrown anymore, and I don't think people would consciously say that, but... There's a lot of surveillance now, and if the, the arena would probably ban you. So you'd probably okay. never be able to go to like anything in that arena again. All right. Yeah, that's,
3: that's probably true. Okay, that's fair enough. Incidentally, my favorite visual for how this, how this ended, I don't know if you guys saw the image, but someone was watching it on the network, and it faded out, and it had a little thing in the corner. It said, WWE Hell in a Cell, and the closed captioning black screen just said, Cloud Booze. crowd booze is just right across the bottom that's it now what could we have done to avert this disaster
0: uh well okay so oh i want to go back to the trash thing too is i also think like when um when that was big in the late 90s there was a lot of monkey see monkey do there okay like because you saw crowds doing it on tv that made you more likely to go to an arena and do it right and because you don't see that anymore, that's not the first thing that comes to your head.
3: I got to be honest with you. If I had been if I had been anywhere near ringside for that show, I don't really care. I don't know. Let me put it this way. I might have been mad enough that I wouldn't care if they were going to ban me. I'm throwing something. Whether it's the bottle in my hand, whether it's the popcorn tub, whether it was the chair I was sitting on, I don't know. It might have happened.
0: That's... Yeah, and- And to go further into the throwing thing before we hit this, you also probably paid $12 for that can of beer, so you probably really don't want to, like, lose it.
3: I don't know, man.
0: Well, actually, in D.C., Matt probably paid $18 for that can of beer.
2: Uh, (laughs) uh, That's not terribly far off.
0: (laughs) Because I think a tall boy here, I think a tall boy, like at nationwide arena which is in columbus is like 12 bucks
2: uh how much did i pay i think it was like at least 14
0: was that for like a budweiser
2: uh yeah you don't get you don't really get really good options there you do well you have some craft uh, but they consider craft beer which i mean i don't consider
3: like
0: See if you're if you're getting the fancy tap stuff here. It's ying. It's yingling, which ugh.
3: Yeah, man. People in Kentucky love yingling.
0: It, it's big here because it didn't hit Ohio until maybe like seven or eight years ago. So everyone like lost their mind over it. Really? Yeah.
2: Uh, that's not even like. I mean, I'm actually good. I would prefer a Sam Adams over like a yingling.
0: Yingling's in that like I don't know. It's better than Natty Ice, but it's not much better than Natty Ice. Wow.
2: Okay. I mean, you're really scraping the bottom there.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Natty Ice is. It's just oh.
2: I'll throw I'll throw this out there. This is a the uh, regional DC or Baltimore DC fans will get, but uh, a good uh, uh, national bohemian a Natty Bow. That's kind of that
0: good, or is that bad?
2: It, it's not. I have an affinity for it because that's like uh, that was always like the beer you could get at um, uh, Car- Orioles Baltimore Orioles games.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: because before the Nationals actually came to D.C., like if you were uh, if you were in the Washington D.C. area, you basically cheered for the Baltimore Orioles because that was the closest baseball team. Um, and Natty Bow is just like a a local, uh, Baltimore, a uh, Maryland D.C. area beer. It's not particularly good. It's kind of just like having a Budweiser. But, um, you know, like regionally, if you grew up in the area, you kind of like get used to it. It's actually made by Pabst.
0: Okay. I hate Pabst
2: Blue Ribbon, by the way. I take it back. It's actually, it, Natty is kind of like a Pabst Blue Ribbon.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. If I am going to
2: have an affinity for it's, I know it's a very like hipster beer, but it's, it's just, it's a perfectly serviceable, cheap
1: beer.
0: Yeah. Honestly, if I'm going to a game, I'm grabbing like an Angry Orchard or hitting like the bar area for something that's like a mixed drink.
2: See, I don't I don't really like ciders because I feel most of the ones they have out there are pretty sweet. Yeah, okay. So, if I'm going to have a cider like which is rare, like I would want it to be like a more like a dry cider. I will say this, I actually like um I like Magner cider, which is a Irish cider because it's not actually too sweet. And, yeah, okay. It actually almost tastes more like a beer
0: than it does anything else. I, I the, the, the things I have an affinity for right now um, are the, the White Claw alcoholic seltzers. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is like taken over with millennials as like
0: a yeah,
2: choice. I've never even tried them.
0: They're pretty good. They're a nice light drink. And also this summer, I got really big on the the Smirnoff. Like, they're like those boom pops. From when we were kids, they were limited edition for the summer, so I, I I enjoyed the Smirnoff. I think they were just it was like a red, white, and berry or something. Yeah, right
2: now, um, since it's a uh, kind of late September, early October, I'm enjoying all the uh, Oktoberfest beers that have been out there because I actually love I love German beers and the kind of like amber or Marzen type of Oktoberfest beers. I actually am a big fan of. Uh, but it's it's the supermarkets go crazy with the change of the seasons, like I you basically have like a two week window if you want to buy those because then it's immediately like pumpkin beers. Which is fine, but it's like that's Jesus. <laughs> already well, that's hey,
0: Y'all want some pumpkin spice floor polish? I hate that too, like when you're especially like with um when boo berry hits, you have to buy it all like the first time you see it or you're not gonna find it again. Yeah. So you have to decide, like, okay, well, how many boxes of this do I actually want to choke down this year? <laughs> and I hate that with, like, the seasonal drinks because, like, well, like, I don't want to buy four of these because I'm just going to have to stuff it in some corner, but, like, I'm not going to find this again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, very seasonal. Yeah. 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 You know, they some places already are advertising Christmas stuff. Like, I was in Costco about a week ago. But oh, it, there's almost Christmas. We could have There's Christmas
0: like stuff already up in a lot of stores here,
2: yeah, they had Christmas stuff up, and they actually uh, beer related they have a uh, they have like a German beer advent calendar, which I'm <laughs> contemplating buying. I think it was only like it might have been like sixty bucks or something like that, which uh, price point per individual beer that's actually pretty decent. so
3: I'm sure that you could find a good bourbon whiskey advent calendar too. that'd be fascinating, but Anyway you, you can tell just how pissed off we are about this by the fact that I was ranting and it's more enjoyable to talk about beers um, yeah
0: <laughs> you know the problem the problem is like I there's a, there's a part of my brain that like shuts off thinking about it because it's still like it, there's still a part of it that just blows my mind you know what you know what it, it actually does remind me of like in the sheer gall of it is the finger poke of doom.
3: I've heard it compared to the finger poke of doom for just how badly it has pissed off the fan base. And I got to agree with that. It's, it's, I remember watching that. I remember watching because the finger poke of doom happened the same night that Foley won the title. I remember clicking back and forth and here it is, and then all of a sudden they do the finger poke, and the response was because I'm watching with a room full of guys, because I was at a I was at a camp, and we just went oh, shit. And changed the channel back over to Raw. Because that was so insultingly bad, and so you know, self-indulgently stupid. And here we are again, right?
0: Yeah, it it because um, I kind of wonder like I know it's WWE, so they have this money rolling in for the next couple years, so they'll be fine. But I don't know if fan base wise, if you can actually rebound from this.
3: It's going to take a long, long time to return from something like this. Yeah, because so, it's it's not it's not going to be something that happens quickly. And so as focused as they've been on trying to spike things lately, you know, spiking by rates or bringing viewers back or stuff like that, it's like you you guys are gonna have to develop some patience because then you pissed yeah. everybody off too bad.
0: So let's let's kinda like let's each throw out an idea. Like, what would you have done to not have this terrible of an ending? And let's let's throw Let's throw a caveat in here that the fiend could not leave with the title. So let's let's actually stick to their parameters, and um, and do something better. So my first idea is just the fiend absolutely just destroys Seth Rollins and then walks out and leaves.
3: It would make sense to me.
2: It w- it'd be better than what happened. I kind of yeah. I I don't think that's ideal just because. I think if you want to have him challenge for the title down the road, it's like, well, why did he not want it then?
0: Yeah. I, but, I think, I think, I think this is though, I think their first mistake was actually having the match. So. Oh, uh,
2: absolutely. As, yeah. As annoying as it would be. And as much as we've already seen this match, like a million times just this year, like I literally would have rather had then just have Baron Corbin in another match with Rollins in the cell And just see that dumb shit over again than for what happened to have have happened. I would have rather had that throwaway match versus this.
0: What I don't understand is you have, why didn't you just use Bobby Lashley to take the fall instead of having him playing tonsil hockey with Lana? I, I don't know. Like that would have been, it would have actually been like unique and fresh. Like Bobby Lashley's not ideal because he's not believable, but you already didn't give a crap about this show. So why not just throw Lashley in there?
3: Just, yeah, not, not doing this in the first place was the right answer, but God.
0: So did you, did you Chad, did you have any like alternative ideas to like make this?
3: My idea is kind of similar to what you were going to say, but (laughs) it's hell in the cell, right? You want the, You've had the fiend terrorizing Rollins for weeks. The match starts and Seth is like works up his gumption and goes at him and basically the fiend just thrashes him, beats him pillar to post, into the cage, into the posts, plunder, just and here's the thing. He never goes for a pinfall. He never goes for the mandible claw. He just does these brutal things to Seth. To hammer on him. Over and over and over again. And what happens is. That over the course of doing this. When you finally get. To the point when Seth is like. Just laying on the mat. And the Fiend is standing there looking at him. You can cut the lights. And hit the Bray Laugh. Like you've done with the recent attacks. And then you hit Firefly Funhouse on the. On the Tron. Immediately. And there's Bray standing there smiling. Fiend's nowhere to be seen. Bray standing there smiling and says. You know Seth. You thought this whole thing was about the title. But the truth is. That the Fiend. Wanted to break you. He wanted to prove that he could. He wanted to prove. Seth. That he was. He was enough. To take you. The guy who's done all these things. Who's been the Beast Slayer. Who's been the King Slayer. I can't do the the promo the same way he would. He wanted to prove that he could take all of that and reach deep down and find the small little child that still lives inside of you, and you let him in. And what's happened is, instead of you having a question about the fiend just leaving, and what you know if he wants a title in the future, why didn't he want it then? What you're saying is the fiend is going. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to take Seth Rollins and break him down. And now, The Fiend doesn't care about the title in this instance. His target was Rollins. Him having the title was incidental. And you get to have, you have this moment where you go through the whole thing. And Rollins, if he's, well, and and here's where we're going to run into problems. We need the writers to be smart enough to do it. We need Vince not to get bored with it, and we need Rollins to be good enough to do this. But Rollins is exhibiting trauma from this. Like, he's skittish, he's jumpy, he's paranoid. You turn him into a cowardly heel again because of the trauma the Fiend did to him. And now we've got some new stuff we can do.
0: What if you did, like, um... What if you did, like, a like let's say you did well they wouldn't do blood so we we'd need to yeah but but you do this you do this thing where like seth is absolutely like (laughs) just a bloody mess and the referee jumps in and says it's over it's over you have the you have the fiend win by tko he walks out with a belt and the next night on raw you you have like you can even use vents you come out and you say look we looked over the rules And we actually found that you can't—the title can't change hands on a TKO, so we have to give the belt back to Seth Rollins.
1: I don't. It's not ideal, uh,
0: but like I think you piss off your crowds a little less than that.
1: You would. I mean, that
0: way,
3: it's it's going to be hard to come up with a way to piss off the crowd more than what they've already done. But um, if you're going to do that, then you might want to take it into. Firefly Funhouse and Bray says Bray's talking to the, the the boss puppet and he goes you know boss the problem is that we're not supposed to do takebacks you're supposed to be a man of your word and now people are trying to call you a liar and you have the puppet no no we can't be having that and so there he is in the funhouse holding the belt and he says well the fiend's going to be carrying this around if somebody wants it you're going to have to find him and so instead of having the absentee champion like Lesnar, the Fiend becomes basically the ghost that haunts the show that you kind of want to find, but you also don't. Because if you find him, that means you got to scrap with him and you don't know how it's going to go, but you want to find him because you want to get the belt from him.
0: Yeah, you know, this would have been a good situation to have, to not, like, waste your money in the bank right off the bat because this would have been a place where the money in the bank briefcase would have been useful
3: uh yeah that would have been useful someone runs in to do the money in the bank thing and the fiend stands there and watches him and then just leaves because he's like "Huh." Eh. the goal was even to have get, a... the goal was to take the security blanket away from rollins
0: and then you could even you could even have as a fail cash in but that's a way out
3: yeah see i i my last run where I was doing the Wyatt Ripoff, I did something similar. I was holding a singles title in our company, and I took the chains that I wore everywhere and I wrapped them around the belt because I told everyone that what it, I didn't the, the gimmick didn't care about holding the title. The gimmick cared about taking the golden idol away. And so it wasn't a, "Oh, I'm the champion now." It's a, <clears throat> "No, you, you know, you you don't get to have your shiny golden god now." And and there'd be a way of doing it, but uh, that there's my idea. Let's pass it over to Matt.
2: Uh That I actually think your idea is pretty like well thought out. Yeah, but that's actually way more like that, that's way more thought into it than they probably ever would. <laughs> I don't know if you're being flippant. I mean that's actually how I feel.
0: Do you think like Matt, do you think they actually do you think they actually knew what they were going to do until like the day of the show?
2: No. I think they shotted this and then I think they wrote, they basically booked themselves into a corner where they didn't want, they didn't want Seth to just flat out go over him. Because that would make him look weak, but they also didn't want the fiend to go over and, you know, get the title or whatever. I don't know that they they have any idea what they want to do with the fiend long term. I just think that they didn't want they didn't want him to lose, so they wanted to keep him strong, but they didn't want to put the title on him. So they did this, thinking like whoever vents, whomever thought, well, this will be like a good compromise. But it's like no, you actually made both guys look worse, and you he potentially killed the fiend in terms of his credibility, and you definitely like you you they've killed. The dumb sell gimmick they did yeah. it they they kind of started that process last year when they had the the Roman reigns match end in like a a no contest
3: yeah yeah
2: but now they've they've actually somehow done it worse because it, it I mean I thought th- I thought it was dumb last year, but you could have at least made a, a semi-logical argument oh well, there was like outside interference last year so that that's why that was a new contest but this it was just like you had all this ultra violence in in the match and then at the very end the ref is going to decide oh no no like this is too much no if the
0: well, you've open... also you've also gotten your face champion to the point now where the crowds hate him
1: yeah
2: Oh, uh, he's a he's a geek he
0: is Because I knew, I kind of knew, like going in, the way they booked it. I'm like, they can't have Seth lose. Like they've they booked themselves into a corner.
3: Right.
2: I I was talking to you guys uh, offline about this, but if if I was prone to if I thought they were smart enough to play this sort of like long game, I would suspect that this whole Seth Rollins pushes. The you know the the guy the face of the company is really just an elaborate plot for all of us to be begging them to bring <laughs> Roman Reigns back as that person because I am telling you guys like I'm re- I'm ready for Roman to take
3: over again it's okay yeah I've been liking Roman in his almost kind of Cody Rhodes role of I'm I'm around the top of the card doing stuff but I'm not in the championship picture because I don't need to be. I like that. I've I've actually kind of been enjoying that. I've never entirely
2: been sold on Roman. Um, I don't have any personal animosity towards him. I just, I've never really been that into him, but.
0: He's like, he's like cardboard to me. Like he just doesn't register. Like sometimes the stuff he does is enjoyable, but I have no, it's like, there's, I mean, and I have the same, Rollins is worse to me, honestly. Like he's just, everything Rollins does is soulless and like mechanical and he has no ability to like adjust to the needs of the match. But like, there's just something about Roman that just does not register with me on an emotional level.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I never had that connection, but the thing about him, if people didn't have, I don't think really fully bought him as like the guy, uh, the thing is though, I mean, part of it's bad booking too. And I, 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 don't know if they would improve upon their past mistakes if they put him in that role again, which I actually feel like they, I have to feel like they will go back to the well with him eventually, but he at least...
0: I wouldn't be shocked if we get uh, Roman and Lesnar at Mania again.
2: I wouldn't be shocked either. At least with him versus Rollins is like, at least Seth, sorry, I have that backwards, at least Roman has like presence and knows not to say like a stupid thing or just be a geek. Like he at least has that kind of sense to him.
0: And he seems to know. So my, my biggest problem with Rollins is Rollins is really bad at the internet. And Rollins really <laughs> comes across like he completely like Rollins comes across as a person that I would find few redeeming qualities about in real life. Like he takes himself way too seriously. He has very thin skin and he seems to have a propensity to put his foot in his mouth Like he comes across as someone that I would avoid At all costs in real life just because That is not someone I jive With at all and that is That is because even like CM Punk As much as I've like ripped on CM Punk Here like there's a couple Things about CM Punk that I would Find like I could Find some common ground with because at least CM Punk can be self Deprecating a bit which redeems Him ever so slightly But um There's just nothing like Rollins has crossed that line for me where he comes across so unlikable in real life that I it affects my enjoyment of his his work.
3: Rollins also doesn't have the presence to change how he wrestles a match. He's not that. um, I don't I don't think he's he's good enough to be able to do that. Because, it's not that uh, he's
0: not good enough, it's that he he thinks that he's always right. Well and that uh, he's gonna do it his way and doing it in adjusting the needs to the match would be him being wrong. So he's not gonna do that.
3: Well, I mean what I you know, whenever he was the cowardly heel, he was still, you know, busting out, you know, Phoenix splashes and, and rolling He wrestled rolling like suplexes. a face. Yeah, he wrestled like a face. Don't do that, but he he didn't. He just kept doing the same thing. <coughs> so, you know, I, I I don't want him as the top guy. There's too many reasons for it. And now, in their insistence on him being the top guy, that phrase sounds familiar. We're yeah, we're doing this again.
0: I feel like I feel like Roman would have been fine if they had just waited a year.
3: If you would have given him a little time to build to it, I think you would have been all right. But the problem is, you know, they didn't want to do that. They did, they didn't want to be patient for it, and now yeah. their impatience has, you know, it's finally come home and it's bit him.
0: Well, you know it's you know what's very telling to me, and I know Matt's going to be all over this one, but it shows how awful he is that they had to on screen get Becky Lynch the fuck away from him because he was hurting her momentum.
2: He was killing her heat. Yeah. But which they've actually done a good great job on their own about killing all that heat within the last yeah. year. But yeah, it's they had to the re- separate them because people were he is almost like a black hole of just leeching heat. He he's causing like heat. He <laughs> He's, he's causing like heat death. Like he's just <laughs> sucking up all the energy.
3: I like that phrase.
0: He's a lamprey,
3: kind of. Yeah. He's 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 a heat sink.
0: No, I mean it was amazing because I mean they were damaging Becky before that, but man, she nosedived. Like when they right. when they put her in that program. Yeah.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Well, guys, I don't know that we have much more to say on this. Uh, also, there-
0: I want a moratorium. No Natalia versus Lacey Evans matches for at least the next 30 years of my life. Please. No, we need we, we don't need, to have
2: need that. more. We need to have that match 18 more times
3: in the next month.
0: With uh with a with a Ricochet and Cesaro match right after, yeah. with
3: them getting longer each time.
0: Oh god. I think they get shorter each time.
3: No, they got longer this week.
0: Oh God. And they gave it 17 minutes. It was terrible. Okay. Well, so that's kind of, we kind of, we kind of veered off the original intent here because it really was (laughs) like, it really just was a stupefying experience. Like I'm still flabbergasted and we're, I think we're 48 hours out now. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be flabbergasted by this time next week. So uh, with that said, this has been the four corners podcast. Um fuck the
1: WWE and good night, folks. Good night.